Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm all about it. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back and happy Thursday. All right, guys. Well, we're back to talk about the Real Housewives of Orange County. And it's a little weird not having Jersey to talk about right now and Vanderpump Rules. But to be fair, I think we all needed a little bit of a break. I feel like we kind of already need a little bit of a break from Tamara on this season. But this is so far, it's good. But before we get into all of it, make sure in the live chat, you drop a rating 1 to 10, 10 being the highest. And let's welcome Ricky Cornish. Not for Jersey, though. For OC. That's Hello. Right. What's up, my friend? Good to see you. How's it going? I'm doing so good. And you honestly took the words right out of my mouth. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, this last season of Beverly Hills was really dark. Jersey was dark. Vanderpump Rules was dark. This is kind of what we need right now. Just these women in Orange County fighting about TikToks and like acting roles. You know what I mean? Like we need like a little bit of a lighter subject, you know? Yeah, which is, you know... Even when Tamara first came on, I knew that it was going to be really dramatic trying to figure out what this was going to look like with her and Shannon mending fences. But I do have to kind of say, I like the fact that she came on. She came on hot. We knew that was going to happen. But then it was like, okay, we're done. You know, like, we're not we're not dragging this out for like 10 episodes like we did with that. She called me a rat. A what? A rat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was nice. nice. Like we definitely knew Tamara was going to come in with a vengeance, but I feel like so far it hasn't been anything like insane. And this is what we expect from Tamara. Like we watched that girl on OC for a year. So we know what she's capable of. <laughs> I like how too, when she's like, you know, last time you guys saw me, I was in a bush. And it's like, yeah, yep, that's true. But even when she was screaming at Shannon and she's like, she could go good duck. <laughs> and she's like, you know, you are a alcoholic and a drunk and you are a piece of shit and it's like this is the most comical thing ever because especially when Tamara's wasted saying you alcoholic drunk loser and it's like well hold on we all have to reel this in for just a second because one this is getting a little aggressive and two she might be a little tipsy right now but we have somebody who clearly is not sober at the table 
Right. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's just like silly housewife stuff. This is what we love. Like them going on bougie boats, drinking and arguing about really nonsense at the end of the day. Um, it's just really so, so comical. So it's a good place for us to kind of get back into it. You know what it, re- it really does? It brings us back to like those OC roots. Like while we're watching this, it really feels like this is what we came to love. This is what we expect out of the OC. So it feels like we're kind of going back to form a lot with this new season, which I'm here for. Well, and then I love too. you see Heather Dubrow like smiling when she sees like Tamara ripping Shannon apart because she's like, oh, we have a show. Like you could see in her face. She's like, oh, this is going to be a good season. Either that or like get her Tamara rip into Shannon. Like one of those two things were going through her head because she was just smiling, drinking her champs like, hmm. Okay. I'm here for it. I remember I interviewed her at BravoCon and she and she full on said like last season was really like a transitional season by bringing her back, messing with a couple newbies, realizing that wasn't going to work. So last season going into this season now with Tamara back and like we're really focusing on this core group. Like it's definitely the way to go. I have a feeling there's a lot more to a lot more to come. Let's just say that. Oh, there's definitely a lot more to come. By the way, before we go into the whole closing cut fitness and some of these conversations, I always thought. You know, if something happens to me, can I please be reincarnated into a Kardashian body? That's what I wanted. I just wanted to be born into that family. But then I'm watching Heather Dubrow sit down with her private chef inside of her (laughs) fancy house. And her private chef's not only bring... It's not like popcorn chicken. You know, if I had a private chef, my dream would be popcorn chicken. That's all I would have all the time. And this private chef is bringing out like racks of ribs and like the kids are like, well, how was school? Well, mom, just to let you know, if my dorm is as bad as I think it is and I can't wash laundry or do certain things or have no AC, then I'm charging the card for the hotel. I'm like, what kind of life is this? I know. The Dubros truly live in their own worlds. But I got to tell you, I kind of live for it only because like, they're not like bad people. Like they, this is just their reality. They're just having like open conversations and this is what they do. And here's the thing. I mean, Heather and Terry have like worked really hard at what they have. And I think they've raised really great kids. I actually got to interview Heather yesterday. Um, and we just talked about all the things and, you know, me working for LGBTQ media, like we were really just talking about her kids. Cause I mean, if anyone doesn't know, three of her four kids are part of the LGBTQ family community. So just talking about the way she's raised them and they feel so open and happy with her and just seeing their dynamic together as a family, they're very open and happy. Like, you know, they better work. And if they're, if that means they get a private chef with them, like girl, eat it up. Because the rest of us cannot relate to that. <laughs> I mean, and when she says like they're workaholics, it's obvious that, um, yeah, that it's true, right? It's obvious. Okay, so Heather DeBro is not the main focus yet this season because now we have Cut Fitness shutting down. As Cut Fitness starts to shut down, we start getting this conversation because Jen is starting to come into play, who is Tamara's friend. Well, when she shows up, she starts telling Tamara, like, listen... Last night was bad. You were kind of an asshole. And Tamara was like, was I? I don't remember it. Okay, well, this is bringing us to the last time we saw you. You were in a bush. This time you're about to jump off of a boat. So that's great. She's like, you were an asshole. And you said some really awful things. And Shannon was kind of backing down in this argument. Shannon was like, can we not do this here? Can we have another conversation? I'm sick of the eye rolling. How do we move forward? So while Jen is telling Tamara all of this, Tamara's kind of taking a step back and thinking, okay, maybe I do need to put an end to this. Because obviously, I don't remember what I said. This is going to come out on TV and I don't want to look like an asshole, right? Mm. Somehow in this conversation, it splits off. And while Jen's giving Tamara advice, Tamara then tells Jen, 
listen, there was at one point, you know, there was a time that you hurt me too. And I'm like, how the hell with your friend trying to help you? Did this just turn around on her for not being happy in her marriage? What? (laughs) What? Like what? Right? Or no? Yeah. It was totally producer Tamara coming out. She was like, I got this feud with Shannon, but can't forget about that one time Jen and I got into an argument. I mean, we got to make that a storyline too. Like, girl, like you just saw the producer was coming out. It was like, we got to throw all the storylines to the wall, see what could happen. Because then, of course, later in the episode, which we'll see, we kind of see some things come up that kind of drive a wedge between Jen and Tamara. So it kind of made sense. Like, let's plant the seed now and then we'll we'll let it grow as time goes on. <laughs> we'll let it grow. Yeah. And then I feel like, too, with Tamara in this moment, she's trying to I think that it's almost like some viewers like fans would look at this like this is so awful of you as a friend to bring your other friend onto a show like this and then immediately put their baggage out there. But I think Tamara does understand as a housewife, like this is the only way that you're going to stay on the show, girl. So you might as well, like this isn't like a tea party, you know? And then when she's putting it out there, she's kind of laying the groundwork for Jen to be able to talk about this infidelity. And this isn't like a new story to people, right? At the end of the day, Jen was in a marriage. In this marriage, she wasn't completely happy. She met a new guy. The new guy was hot. He was a trainer at this gym. She ended up hooking up with the guy. She left her husband. Now she's with the new guy. It's like, it's not, this isn't like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's not, it's not a new story. It's not a new story. And what I like about Jen is I feel like she's coming onto the show and she's not afraid of anything. You know, I think a lot of times these housewives come on and they know that they have a past or they know that they've had a rift with a certain housewife or whatever, but they hope it doesn't really like come up. But as we know, with housewives, everything is bound to come up. And if obviously not everything, but most things come up. And what I think is great about Jen is they think she knew that this infidelity infidelity was going to be brought up. She's coming on to the show through Tamara, who is her friend. But this friend and her have also had problems in the past. And knowing Tamara, like we know Tamara, Tamara mentions it all. Like she's not afraid to like bring up certain things. So I think Jen came onto the show ready. And I think a lot of these other newbies are not really ready when they come onto the show, especially when they do rely on the person who technically brought them into the group. But I think Jen was ready to go. Like she's, she's not backing down, which I'm excited about. Yeah. And also, you know, I've never been put in the situation where I have had two friends who I've known as a couple and one of them started cheating with another one of our friends. And been like, oh, I don't know what to do with this information. I would imagine that it would put Tamara in a tight position. But let's be honest, girl. It's not like if we didn't have cameras around, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. You know what I mean? Right. Like, why bring it up right now of all times? Like, come on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. So I want to take this over to Gina for a second um, because we're done with you, Tamara. But <laughs> Gina is now... I was talking to Jason about this last night. Jason does not find Gina to be like the most um, polarizing housewife. And he was talking to me about it. And if you look at her house and her lifestyle and she's trying to take the real estate test and some of those questions, girl, are a little bit easier when you failed them. And that was obvious, right? But hold on. She has a beautiful home and a beautiful family, but she has more of a regular life than some of the other women. And it kind of takes me back to like Leah McSweeney on The Real Housewives of New York. When she came on, she didn't have this opulent lifestyle or this huge townhouse or a Hamptons home. She had a very normal lifestyle that a lot a lot of us could probably relate to more than a mansion on the Upper East Side. 
Right. But right. then people didn't like that because she was too relatable. And I think that's Jason's complaint about Gina. I want to hear what your thoughts are. Yeah, it's funny. I, I kind of feel bad for Gina because I think she gets like so much unnecessary hate on social media. I mean, have you seen some of these tweets where like the real reason she couldn't go on that boat party is because she couldn't get her shift covered at Chili's? I mean, oh like, have you, seen, <laughs> have you seen like those tweets? Like people are so shady. I remember I saw another <laughs> tweet that was like a video of two people getting engaged at McDonald's and people were like, it's Gina and Travis. <laughs> <laughs> it's so messed up. Like, I mean, I feel bad, but it's like, listen, we have to give it to you too, though, girl, because you are one of the youngest and you're also, it's commendable. Like you are, you own your townhome in Orange County. You yes. still, like a lot of these women, they still rent their homes. So we're not bagging on you, Gina. I just no. want to know, like Teddy Mellencamp has a really pretty home, but I just don't think that she's great reality TV. So maybe it's just that. Yeah. And honestly, for me, like, I think that, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think some of the tweets are funny and Gina even engages with some of them. That goes to, that just goes to show that she's a good sport. But to be honest with you, I don't care that Gina doesn't have like the biggest mansion or whatever. Like I just like Gina as a human being. I think she's cool. I think it's one of those things where she might not bring like a lot, like if her, her presence might not be, might not be the biggest in the room, but I don't think it's necessarily like, bad i think it's like good and even we saw in this episode like she kind of got it going by bringing up the chen the gen tiktok like she kind of had some conversations starting so i think gina does a good job on the show and like i i don't think she deserves as much hate as she gets that's basically what i'm trying to say you know what's so funny is when i flew to orange county in september and i did the kelly dodd interview i sat down with kelly and rick and kelly was talking about gina and she's like What's entertaining about her? She doesn't have a good home. She doesn't have good hair. She doesn't have a good body. She doesn't have a good looking husband. She doesn't, and she just went down the line. And when I saw Gina at BravoCon, she was sitting there or standing there in front of her booth with Travis taking photos with, you know, people who were buying merch. And I walked up and I said, hi. And she's like, oh, hi. And I was like, okay, let me just clarify really quick. I did not say those things. Kelly said those things and to be and she was she just said to me she's like honestly I respect you walking up I was like I just didn't say them and yes we could have cut them out but if we would have cut out everything from the Kelly Dodd interview we would not have had an interview so sorry Gina I think Gina's cool to be honest with you I think she's so cool I've only I've interviewed her just a couple times and she's great like I just think she's a fun personable human being. Like, I just don't think there's anything wrong with her. Like Gina's the type of girl I would totally want to be friends with. Like if I lived in the same neighborhood or whatever, like we would be doing yoga together. Like I would go to tennis with Gina. Like we would have a good time. I feel like so y'all going to leave my girl Gina alone. Like she's not, she's not causing any problems. At least I don't think. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, Gina is triggered by Jen's infidelity. She does talk about that. And she says it bothers her because she's been through something like this before. Now we know a lot of the women bring things up because the cameras are there and these wouldn't, necessarily be conversations that would be had if the cameras were not do you think that this is something that's truly triggering to her or do you think it's like oh shit this is easy the new girl had an affair like can totally already have a problem with her so check 
there's that. <laughs> well, I honestly think like we know what Gina's gone through, like in her, well, at least just in her like last marriage, you know, I mean, that, that talk about like, we were just talking about how dark these shows can get at times. I mean, that was really dark. I mean, that was really, really horrible what she went through in her last marriage. So I can honestly understand how being around certain people and they, you know, are open about their infidelity or their problems and their relationships kind of would trigger you to think about yours. Like, I think that's very understandable, especially when you do go through something as serious as that she went to. But yeah, of course, I I also wouldn't be surprised if it also kind of adds a little ammo to fuel the fire when it comes to the group dynamic and make conversations happen and maybe cause a little bit of conflict. So I would say it probably goes both ways. I would say it goes both ways too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. All right. So now let's pan over really quick because Shannon ends up going with her now ex-boyfriend, John Jansen, to go shop for crystals. This is so funny to me because it kind of takes me back to Kim Zolciak. I mean, Shannon Bedore has a totally different crystal obsession. Like she buried crystals in the foundation of her home. She embedded them into her mouth. Like she is next level. You know, Garcelle had that big pretty butterfly on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills that was brought in to be put in her entrance. And I was like, wow, that's not so subtle, but it's really beautiful. And that's a piece. Okay, I get it. You know, and then you have Kim Zolciak, who's like, I'm spending tens of thousands for all this good energy. And her husband's like, you get out of my house, you asshole. Yeah. So I'm like, well, that's not working. And then no. we have Shannon over here in the crystal shop and she gets a phone call. And Tamara calls on FaceTime and she's like, listen, I want to apologize. I'm sorry. Can we just move forward? I just, I don't want to fight with you anymore. And I think Shannon's like, I was planning on getting tequila after <laughs> the crystal shop. Did I drink before this? Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. like, what What are you, Jekyll and Hyde? The other day you were telling her that she can go f*** a duck. Right. And given the fact that y'all haven't talked in like two and a half years. And so now you're trying to like make things happen. But obviously it's just being, it's a mess every time y'all get together. And now she's on FaceTime apologizing for everything. So it's like, where are we? I, I don't know what's going on here. She went from like, go good duck to Shannon, you are a fucking swan. You self-sufficient queen. Period. Like, what? Okay. All right. So let's now go over and talk about Emily Simpson for a second, because Emily dynamics are changing a little bit for her and in her house. When I was at BravoCon 2, I talk about this because I thought it was interesting. I was talking to Emily and I forgot it was one other person. It was at Andy's Legends Ball and her husband Shane walked up and introduced himself to me and said, hi. And I was like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. And I said, I know exactly who you are. And he's like, man, I just want to let you know that I watch your YouTube and Emily started laughing and she's like, yeah, he sees everything that you're putting up. He's like, I'm always in the live chat, but I never want to write anything because I don't want people to know. Uh And he was the first husband out of like four that came up to me. And I'm like, oh, you guys want to know you're, you guys are like on it. You want to know what people are saying about your wives. Okay. Yeah. I mean, which mad respects. I don't blame them for wanting that at all. I mean, listen, they get the good and the bad, you know, reactions and attention when you're on a show like this and you know of course a husband's going to be protective of his wife from like some crazy stuff that might be out there so props props to him for even admitting something like that because you know some people might feel some type of way about saying that so the fact that he had no problem telling you that i you know mad respect yeah and he's actually like he's a really great guy and in person like you could tell he's just really like i mean he's very it's interesting because on the show at the very beginning, he got such a bad rap, you know, like people did not like him. Little people, dork or what did Kelly say? Yeah. She's like, you, yeah, she's a little bitch. Yeah, you pussy. Yeah. A little pussy. And it's like, oh my God. And she's like that little man over there. Yeah. And Emily's like, who? Like, one. She's like, yeah, hit me. Hit me. 
I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Do you remember? It was like that the whole was one of thing. the best scenes of any Housewives ever. I mean, that was like the best. And then <laughs> Kelly just sitting there laughing because when she when Emily said that, she was like, "Do you guys get that on tape? Did you just yeah. get that on tape?" And poor Jean is just like, "No, no, no, no!" Like, yeah. it's just a mess. Gina's like, "We're not doing this, please. Can we not kill Shane?" And Shane's just sitting there laughing, like, "Just vibing these out." Are the people you want to, and Shane also, like, mind you, when we go over, when Emily goes over to Shane's parents' house, like, they obviously come from a shit ton of money. They have like, there's like this whole background to them. And Shane didn't work for a while because he was constantly trying to take the bar, which I'm not, listen, I'm not shooting that down. I've never gone to school for law. I wouldn't imagine it would be easy and I probably would never pass the bar. So <laughs> me neither. <laughs> congratulations to him and the fact that now he gets to go and be the breadwinner. And Emily, like she said, be careful what you ask for. Now she's stuck at home with three children. Oof. I know. I actually was not expecting that from her, to be honest with you. Like, because last season, like, wasn't she, like, sitting down with people and she was trying to, like, fight, like, like kind of do what Kim Kardashian does almost, like, free people who are, like, wrongfully put in jail or whatever. And, like, given the fact that she is a lawyer, like, she wanted to, like, kind of use her, you know, credentials to, like, help with that. So I thought we were doing that. And I thought she also wanted to do, like, other things. Like, remember, she would come onto the show. And she's like, I'm a lawyer and I work hard and I do my own thing, whatever. And, like... Yeah, okay, it's cool that now Shane has passed the bar. But now I'm surprised, like, she's just a full-blown housewife now. So I'm like, I didn't realize that's what she always, like, wanted, I guess. Like, I thought I thought there were other things that she wanted to work on besides be a full-time mom. So I was a little confused by that, to be honest. I'm a little confused by it, too. But I'm wondering if it's still too early and we haven't gotten that part of the storyline. Because I wondered the same thing. I was under the same impression that she was now going to take a step back from like doing it for the cause of money and really it was going to be like a give back sort of situation to help people who might not necessarily have the means right. to fight the battle, right? right? But this also could still be coming. I mean... Yeah, we haven't well, really had a lot of individual scenes yet. So yeah, exactly. It might just not be brought up yet. I guess we'll just see. Well, speaking of scenes, <laughs> we have to talk about this one. Yes, here we go. Okay. And scene. <laughs> oh, the scenes are just the reactions in the face and the plastic surgery all in this photo. Okay. Oh, there is a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> Taylor has Heather over to help her with, you know, an acting coach. Okay. When Heather walks in the door, which this is the funniest thing to me ever, because Heather walks in the door and Taylor starts talking to her and Heather's like, oh my God, your house is so cute. <laughs> This, this is oh my god this is this you guys building the real one or is this no okay Please. this is the house okay cute so we're in the house waiting for the acting coach who's gonna tell us to take in our deep breath from our vagine <laughs> all right waiting for that and she's like oh my god heather girl listen so the other girl that i was telling you about that dropped out from this production that's going on kind of like a cute little indie film in oklahoma good news is is you definitely have the role. So here's this massive textbook that looks like something out of Harvard Law. I need you to learn it. No, we don't know who the director is. There's probably no real budget for this film. And <laughs> I'm offering you the part. So yeah. what do you think? And Heather's like, <laughs> what? Right. Like when Heather went in the confessional and she's like, is it union? Is it non-union? Are there reshoot days? What's going on? When are we filming? What am I getting paid? Is anybody contacting my representation? Right. Taylor, you know this. Yeah. No brainer here. This is like, 
Yeah, like even if you, I mean, anybody who's represented by it, like she legally just can't do it. You know what I mean? Right. Like if you have representation, then you're just, and especially somebody like Heather Debro, who like, I think when you're at that upper echelon, people will just sue you just to sue you. Like she's not going to go against her team who's like, wait a minute, where's our 20%? Well, I did it for a friend. Well, we don't do shit for friends around here, Heather Debro. We're in Orange County. Actually, we step on our friends to get to the next level. That is what we do. We don't do things for them. We step on them until we get to the top of the hill. Not or, stepping. <laughs> or penthouse suite in LA, depending on which Heather DeBro mansion you want to talk about. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know this whole scene was honestly just so laughable. It, it, it really was just peak, like, kind of delusional housewives. Like, first off, like, I didn't even know Taylor was an actress. Work, like, didn't know she was one. So, slay Taylor. Like, if you're trying to be... What, uh, an actress of what? I, I know. <laughs> this reminds me of when I worked at Sir, And I would... When I first moved to L.A., I was so enamored by everybody who would come in and that I worked with. And we're all polishing the same fucking silverware. And I'd yeah. be like, what do you guys do? I'm an actor. Great. Can you pass me that knife? Because I only have one fork in this roll up. Okay, hold on. What do you do? I'm a model. Great. I'll take another fork. Um, What do you model? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many people who tell you that they do things. And it's like, Taylor acting in what? Show me your actually keep talking, Ricky. I'm pulling up Taylor Armstrong's IMDb. Okay, pull it up. Well, it's actually, it's so funny that you say that because I know for me, whenever I go to like WeHo sometimes, like for work and stuff, I'll hang out with some gays, obviously, like on at the Abbey or like, you know, all those places, right? And the amount of times where like I'll connect to somebody and then like, like, oh, like, like, let's exchange Instagram or whatever. And all of them are like verified 30 to 40,000 followers, model pictures. I'm like, where am I? <laughs> this is just like, this is what all of y'all do. I'm like, where are like the, I, I mean, I don't know, like any of you like just do normal jobs. I mean, like, this is like nuts. So I, I always find that's kind of funny. I mean, I think it's great that people go out to WeHo and wherever, like to pursue their dreams and they'll do whatever they got to do to make it happen. And I love that and respect that and admire that so much. But at the same time, I'm always so like gagged. I have like imposter syndrome. I'm like with all these models, like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it really is like, it's so funny that it, it's a, I feel like after a little bit, you be, become kind of jaded and then you're just like, oh, okay. Like we're all, I don't know. I don't know. I remember, <laughs> I thought it was so, I, I thought it was so cool. And when I first met Jason, when we, like when we first started hanging out, he's like, what do you do? And I was like, actually, I just landed a big gig today. And he's like, what? <laughs> and I was like, I'm a video girl. And he's like, yeah. what does that mean? And I was wearing an alien costume in an Ariana Grande break free music video. Oh and I was God. like, yeah. I'm a working actor, Jason. And he's like, okay, bitch, you have, they didn't even show your face. They put your, like, I was just an alien who sat there and I just needed to get shot. That was my whole gig. I sat there for 10 hours that day just to get shot and eat some of the free food because I was broke. But I was selling that shit. Like, I am a working actor. Seriously, you were an extra in Ariana Grande music video. I mean, that's a sleigh. So Not an extra, a working actor. Period, no. No. period. Okay. He's got credits, okay? <laughs> okay. So, yes, delusional, delusional at best. But I think we're going to get to that next week when Heather tells her to go herself. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing was just so silly. Plus, are we going to talk about the coach? (laughs) I mean, pull your breath out of your vagine. Girl, come on. Where I didn't even know I could breathe down there. I know. I literally was like, what? And then, so here's the thing. Like, I've like heard of like breathing exercises and stuff. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. But when she started bringing that up and then the blowjob thing, like, I hate to say it, but like, 
it very much was screaming, like, I'm going to say something that I know will get on TV. Like, that's really what it was giving. Like, you're just doing whatever you can do to make a splash for the producers to pick something up. That's what it was giving me. I don't think, I think that's where her mindset was at, right? Like, come on. And the funniest thing is, is like, it's always like, I feel like Heather Debro is in the most awkward situations with people who are so inappropriate and she's just not that way. Like, when they did the sushi party for Megan King Edmonds and she was sitting at the table and they were all sitting crisscross and she's like, you're a f***ing see you next Tuesday. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Heather was like, we don't talk like that. <laughs> and then in this scene, she's like, girls, if you just, if you want to do some breathing exercise, either breathe from the vagine or give a good BJ. It's like, who? Where did you come from? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, what? Who is your representation? At this point, I want all representation to please come forward and we need to call a town hall meeting here. Yeah, it's like, listen, like, I'm all for any type of advice, but like, that just that just felt like so out of nowhere. And it was like, okay, I'm gonna say what I can do to get on TV. That That's at least what it was giving to me. You know what else kind of felt a little out of nowhere, Ricky? Hmm. Aside from this collaboration, actually. <laughs> but you know what else felt a little bit out of nowhere was just this cut party. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to say, because before we get into this, we're at Tamara's cut party, and it's awkward, and Shannon's there, and, you know, yes, 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 yes. But we see Tamara's son, Ryan, for the first time in forever. And yeah. he walks up, and all of a sudden, he's Yellowstone. His ass just walked in. Yellowstone, and he's like, howdy. And it's right. like, what? Are you this? You grew up in Orange County? And he's like, yes, ma'am. Sure yeah. did. <laughs> and it's like, what? You before had your tattoos, and you were telling people to go themselves and you were all of a sudden this guy who was like let's take it to the street and now right. now we're over here wrangling cows and milking goats yeah. okay didn't even know you could do that in california which i said before and so many people commented on my channel and said you're an idiot now i know <laughs> now you know with cueing the cowboy son i think that this was something tamra wanted to do so bad because i think this was tamra's way of cueing the cast trip to come for the ranch. So she right. said to production, everybody's going to be interested in my son walking in. Hey, um, Ryan, will you please walk in and you're like cowboy attire, unless he just wears that all the time anyways. And then cueing him in. It's like, this is, I just, I feel like I'm looking at it from a producer's hat. And I feel like this was something that was so just premeditated. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, come on now. Like it's so obvious. And I, I do give them credit where credit is due. Like, you know, cause we all know that they plan out these trips before the season. Like they figure out like what they're going to do, when they're going to go. Like, you know, they do all the logistics behind the scenes, but I do give them credit when they do come up with some way to like make the trip happen, you know? And it's situations like these where it's just so laughable. It's like, okay, here comes Tamara's yeehaw son to tell us all about, uh, you know, the cowboy life, the ranch life. Oh, ladies, let's go on a ranch trip. Like, it's like so, like, what? Like, it's so random. But you got to at least give them some credit where they try and make it look as organic as possible. But, like, anybody who's been watching the show is like, this is, like, the most staged, ridiculous, like, scene. But what are you going to do? They're doing what they got to do to try and make it look as real as possible. You know that the other housewives, too, because... They all do at the beginning of the season before starting. And I learned this from Monique Samuels, but they all put in for a cast trip, like you said, and they all suggest somewhere and they give a reason as to why. And then production comes back and they think, okay, well, you know, if we fly them overseas, how much is that going to cost? Like they, it's all business, right? So they weigh it out. And I'm sure Heather DeBro, Fancy Pants was like, listen, Capri, 
Prague. Let's go somewhere <laughs> glamorous. And they all pitch something. And then we have Tamara who's like, let's go to the country, maybe even Wyoming. And they were like, perfect. That's going to yeah. cost us shit. Nothing to make. You, Heather DeBro, you don't get to go to Capri because last season we put all our money and eggs in your basket. That got up. So, <laughs> yes, Wyoming it is. Ladies, grab your oranges and your Louis Vuittons. Yes. Well, you know, to be honest with you, I think it's like refreshing when they go on trips like these because, like, yes, of course, like it's the housewives, and we're not surprised when they go on to these like glamorous vacations and stuff. But like, how many times are we gonna see these housewives go to Mexico? You know, how many times are we gonna see them go to like Miami or like New York or you know what I mean? It's like so I think it's kind of refreshing when they go to places that we wouldn't normally think of. Like, how many of us would expect housewives to like take a trip to a ranch? And what's cool is like there's not a whole lot. Well, I mean, I'm sure they'll find some kind of activities to do, but like in general, they're not going to be like shopping. They're not going to be doing like all the bougie activities. Like they kind of are forced to really like spend time together doing some crazy stuff. So I think it can, it results in some good TV potentially. Okay. So we're being optimistic. Yeah, it's very much so. (laughs) Okay. Well, being optimistic, we also have Shannon who's shaking in her boots literally as she gets out of the car and she's like, where's Tamara? And she goes and finds Tamara, and Tamara gives her this awkward hug where she's crying. But Tamara's already three sheets to the wind. So this was easy, Shannon. You got off easy on this one. And when Tamara hugs Shannon, Shannon just looks around like, am I being punked? Yeah. Is she going to stab me in the back right now? What's happening? And you could tell Shannon was like, all right, now I get to let loose. Like this is Shannon almost looked like this was too easy. Why? Mm-hmm. Like what, what's wrong here? But then we're all of a sudden, you know, kind of like all talking. And then Gina walks over to Heather and she's like, oh, my God, what do you think of the new girl, Jen? Well, just to tell you, girl's a cheater. (laughs) And I was looking at her social media and she is um, insensitive. She's an insensitive way. (laughs) What? So Heather's like, oh, my God, what happened? Show me. She's like, turn it down. So she pulls up the social media and they're dancing to the celebration of keeping her yoga studio open. Now, they filmed this forever ago. So Jason even said, why are we talking about the pandemic? And I'm like, you have to think about when they filmed it. Like yeah. it was still on the tail end in California. Yeah. So, you know, they're doing this and Gina brings it up and Heather's like, table that, table that. This is not the time. Gina is messy as hell for bringing this to the table. This was total like, I'm going to be messy. I'm going to earn my spot this year. There was no reason to bring this up. Emily hit the nail on the head. This is out of character for Gina. There was no reason. I thought it was harmless. It wasn't a big deal. And Tamara, she fed off of it in two seconds because she was like, oh, good job, Gina. Bitch. And it's like, wait, what? Hold on. Everybody here, calm down. Yes. But also, I don't think it was out of character for Gina at all. She did this last season, like at the uh, premiere part or at the premiere at Heather's sushi party or whatever, when she went up to Heather and was like, just so you know, like Shannon's saying this about you and I don't feel comfortable being in this house with you, with her, like blah, blah, blah. So I don't understand why the girls are gagged that Gina is starting problems. This is what she's done before. So if anything, I was not surprised at all when Gina brought this to the table. I'm like, yeah, this she did this last year. But the thing is like, I think I think last year when Gina brought it up at Heather's house, I don't think she was trying to be like as messy as she was being here. Like this was very much obvious. Like I'm going to this party. I watched this TikTok. I'm going to bring it up to Heather. And then I'm going to like, it was more so like Gina kind of came in like with a plan. Whereas I personally feel like last year she didn't, really think it was going to be like a huge disaster the way it planned out she didn't really know heather like you know i think she was kind of just like feeling it out 
This was, I mean, she came into that party. She went right up to Heather and said, look at this TikTok. Like she knew what she was doing this time around. Oh, she was like, yeah, for sure. 100%. She came in with a plan. And you know, it's funny, Emily even throwing her under the bus saying, I don't get that. And I'm thinking while I'm watching Emily 50 question Jen about the infidelity, like saying, okay, (laughs) <laughs> Let me be honest with you, girl. You and when you started having sex with your man, that timeline is not adding up to me. Mm-hmm. I would be like, who are you? I don't even know you. I First mm-hmm. of all, I don't owe you anything. Secondly, right. um, don't care. And third, I am in the middle of a divorce and this is the man that I'm with now. So really, who wants to live in the past? You know, Emily? Yes, it was very much giving last season. Like when when Emily was sitting down with Nicole, remember? And she was like, you should have told Heather that you sold Terry, that you sued Terry and blah, blah, blah. And Nicole was like, okay, I didn't even ask for your opinion. And like, remember? Yeah. like so this is very much exact, like it's parallel. Like they're doing the same thing to Jen this season. Like it's literally the same event and everything if you were to like, <laughs> like really take a step back. So I think it's funny. I'm like, Emily and Gina are just doing exactly what they did last season. They're up to the same tricks. All right, well- Ricky, before we end up leaving, I have just a couple more questions to ask you. Okay. (laughs) One, did we miss Kelly Dodd on the show? Okay, so here's the thing. When it comes to Kelly Leventhal, so do I think Kelly Kelly Dodd Leventhal, Ricky, (laughs) give me a break. She's going to love that, by the way. I'm sending this. I'm going to screen record it, and I'm sending it. Go ahead. (laughs) Listen, I got the name right. Here's the thing when it comes to Kelly. When she was on the show, especially when she first came on to the show, I think she was like the best housewife. She was so funny. She would not take anyone's BS. The way she like went up against all of them when they were in Ireland and the aftermath of that and everything. Like, I think she really shot to fan favorite. Honestly, I think everybody really loved Kelly in the beginning. It's yeah. really unfortunate to see how COVID, I think, really just kind of ruined everything because she just, she couldn't keep her opinions to herself, as we saw. It rubbed off a lot of people. Even Andy said, I think, at her last reunion, like, you didn't even do anything crazy during this season, but your social media behavior is really getting people up in arms. And she kind of, I mean, she would apologize, but then she, like, wouldn't. So I think as a result, you know, production really had to be like girl we gotta let you go like this is kind of reckless behavior like there's nothing we can do here you know and for me personally seeing how she's acted since like i don't really like the way she treats heather dubrow i mean i know they have their own issues but like when she like photoshopped like dylan mulvaney's face like on heather's face like in an instagram post and she's like really taken like some really personal attacks on these women and i just don't like that energy like i think if i was kelly like sure i'm sure she would love to be back on the show i'm sure some of the other ladies would like to have her back on the show maybe i don't know um but i personally think like girl it's been a few years now you haven't been what this is like the third season now or second season that she hasn't been back on let it go like following not i'm not i'm assuming i'm assuming she's not following these women but like remember that video of her like at that same dinner as heather and terry and she was like filming them like it was like kelly like just let it go you know like you're not on the show right now like leave it alone because it just comes across like nasty and i I just don't think anyone wants that type of energy you know what i mean okay no i understand and then vicky gumbleson i only have the og the OG of the OC. Um, I think, well, we see Vicky. Like, Vicky's going to come back this season. So I think that's kind of be interesting. I think right now production is kind of just, like, figuring out what they're going to do with Vicky. Because you got to remember, I mean, she left that set, you know, at her last reunion 
guns blazing. She was so livid. I guarantee you the producers were not having it with her. Like, understandably so. I mean, they were literally at a war. So it makes sense that um, they haven't asked back, haven't asked Vicky back since then. But I, I got to tell you, I think this ultimate girls trip is just proven to be the thing that's convincing producers to bring these girls back. Because I think if it wasn't for girls trip, they probably wouldn't have brought Tamara back and they wouldn't have brought Taylor Armstrong into the fray. Like that's so random. So it was obvious that girls trip was the thing that convinced them to do that. Um, and <clears throat> obviously Vicky did well on girls trip too. But I think we're, it's funny how we see Tamara came back full time. Taylor's coming in as a friend. Vicky only got like a couple guest spots. And I think that's only because production is still a little like, this girl has given us a lot of problems throughout the years. Like, do we, we really want to bring her. her back? Like, I don't know. So I think they're kind of fe feeling her out by giving her this guest spot. And if she slays and if the fans really, I mean, it looks like the fans really want her back. So if the fans like keep requesting her, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up bringing her back at some point. We'll just have to see. We'll just have to wait and see on this one. TBD. All right, TBD. guys. Well, for everyone who joined us in the live chat again, thank you so much. And for everybody who wants to go follow Ricky and all of his thirst traps, well, Ricky's going to tell you exactly where you can go do that. Here we wow. go. Well, okay, I do a lot of thirst traps, but I do work, people. Okay, I go to the red carpets. I be doing the dang thing. So you can follow me on everything at Ricky Cornish. I mainly use Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. So you can follow me there. I finally have a link tree. So now you can actually click on all my links all at once. So it's all right there for you. <laughs> you can even go click on his interviews. And I mean, yeah, it's literally all right there for you. That's right. Well, Ricky, I appreciate the hell out of you. Thank you so much. And this was a little bit different, but hey, it was just as fun. Oh, God, and yeah. We are counting down the days. We are almost to Vegas. It's nice that we're not talking about, you know, death threats and families yeah. falling apart and private investigators. Not yet. <laughs> not We still have a few episodes to go, so we'll see what happens. Oh, we have a whole rest of the season. Yeah, shit still has time to hit the fan. Oh, yes. And it will. It, it will. will. <laughs> it will. All right, live chat. Thank you guys so much. And for everybody, too, um, I've been seeing so many comments. And I just want to say this um, in the live chat. We are going to be back tomorrow. Yes, for Hot Messy Topics. Um, we will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow is also Jason's birthday. So join us at 12 p.m. Eastern for that. And then I wanted to share this tab instead because I know everybody keeps asking me about merch and more merch. And when is more merch coming out? Guys, this is like, it's a lot to come up with the merch, but we will start phasing merch out now because Vanderpump Rules is over. So is Jersey. Now we have OC and we will keep it going. Of course, and BravoCon. But love you guys. We'll see you next time. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.